The following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Thought I'd mix things up a little bit. And then, again, that was our recommendation from our unofficial producer, Michael in Chicago, <laughs> who's got more, I think, ideas for this podcast than we do, which, hey, is, which the, is fine. We, you know, we're, we're not above help. No, we, sure. we need all the help we can get. Yeah. Well, I think there were two nice storylines on Sunday. Um... Khalil Mack going to the Bear, uh, going to the Bears in his first impact, and then Aaron Rodgers. And sorry for I like how we're wearing opposite hats. Did you expect me to wear my Packers hat today? No, I just oh. wore my Bears hat just just to represent. I you know it's week it's week two. I'm not nobody's giving up on anything I would hope here. Not. I'm not Wilbon. That guy is gonna be good. I, anybody who doesn't think that that Bears defense, when everybody's healthy. And after a few games of like getting in game shape, yeah, they're gonna be good, man. And I, I say this as a Packers fan. I, I don't understand why people can't give and look past their fandom to give credit to an opposing team. I, I especially a rival. I just don't get that. It usually boils down to them just being stupid and not very good sports fans. Because if you can't recognize greatness. It doesn't matter what jersey they're wearing. I mean, I'm not a Packer fan, but Rodgers is great. He's a great player. I mean, Favre was a great player. I couldn't stand him. But, right. you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's no good. Intentional foul. What are we on? Episode five? I don't know. Is that where we are? We've, so we've many already, now. I've already lost, lost count. We don't even haven't reached double digits yet. Yeah. That's pretty sad. Don't, you know, don't mind the uh, the nasally voices <laughs> and the scratchy of, voices. Yeah. That's had uh, both c- couple couple walking wounded here. A little bit. As uh, Coach O'Leary liked to call it, the Boo Boo Squad. Yep. That's a couple of us right here on the Boo Boo Squad. No excuses, Man. though. We're here. No, we're here. That was a heck of a game. I'm glad. I am i don't know whether I'm glad I left at halftime or not. People have killed me for it, but they don't really understand my schedule. Well, yeah, you you know, you're you are up awful early, and that was going to be a late one, and driving home, and that all that traffic, that's, you know. I that's And I, that's one thing I didn't want to deal with. I mean, it would have kept me awake, but I don't know when that would have finally fallen off. Right. And I would have just been angry the whole time, especially if they would have lost yeah. like that. And then I would have been had to drive in that traffic, but there were an awful lot of people leaving at halftime. I walked by a lot of people when I went by that stadium that were just heading for the exits. Don't care. This sucks. Didn't hear any seasons over yet, but... There was a lot of people that they just wanted to forget about this one. Like it didn't even happen. I don't know. I didn't even bring my notes. Here we go. Yeah, we got our notes here. Okay. Well, obviously, that's where we're going to start. Yeah. All right. 1-0, no matter how you do it. Um, you said something in conversation that Packers fans should be worried going forward. And, I again, I typed you a nice long response, and I'm – 
I didn't tell you any of it because I wanted to save it. Now I forgot most of it, which is what usually happens on a day to day basis with me. Well, I'm not. I'm certainly not the only one that said it this week. I, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, the the Packers for all of Rogers' heroics, which they conveniently leave out the part where he threw it to the other team and the other team just can't catch. Michael said that would be the first thing that you would bring up. Um, but you know, regardless of that, the Packers were down twenty to nothing at home to a team that most prognosticators pick to be last in the division. Yep. And you can use the Rodgers excuse, uh, injury excuse, you know, that that's fair for 10 of the 20 points, but for the first quarter and a half before he went out, the Bears were dominating the game. Yep. Offensively and defensively. And it's fair. You know, uh, I think that, you know, it it was glaring to me when Rodgers went out that, that team doesn't have a lot of talent. They yeah. don't really ha- have playmakers on that team. I mean, Devontae Adams and Cobb with Rodgers throwing them the ball in space, yes, they can make plays. But with anybody else back there, it's a lot of, you know, if they catch it, they're not running for another 11, 12 yards. They're catching it and going down. There's just... I don't know. They don't have much of a running game. Um, you know, their line was bad in the first half. That's putting it mildly. Yeah. Um, you know, we can talk about their defense later, but I, you know, I mean, any anybody that's going to get really excited about stopping Mitch Trubisky, I think needs to check themselves a little bit. Well, I think that is not limited to what you just said, what is not limited to just... Sunday. I have maintained, and I think a lot of people would agree, that you get people on the team. I mean, look who they've had at tight end since Jermichael Finley. It hasn't been any world beaters. Um, the wide receivers that, they, that they've that they had have not been guys like Des Bryant or name me anybody else, Larry Fitzgerald, with freakish talent and excellent ability those guys have been elevated all the time by the play of their quarterback. And what happens when you've seen people leave like they've left Favre and like they've left Rodgers, they go to other teams and they generally just disappear. They don't do anything. So I'm not going to say that that argument applies to Sunday because you saw a little bit of that last year when Hundley was in. Nobody made any plays except for Devontae Adams. And you could say that he earned himself a contract extension by just that, by playing a little bit better with a backup quarterback. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to buy that as part of it. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, and I know a lot of people don't like to say it, you can't play four preseason snaps and expect to be full go at the start of the season when, no, you're, you when, when you're facing your own team. And I don't know how many snaps it's going to take, but you, you just can't play one series and go, I'm good. Would that, you, that I mean, no matter what the players say, I just don't think it works that way. Would you? Would you say is Devontae Adams a top ten receiver in the NFL? I you'd have to show me a list of all the receivers. I I would imagine if in fantasy football. Uh, no no no. I'm I, forget but, forget the stats part of it. I wouldn't classify him as a top ten receiver. Okay, well, just off I, the top of my and head, and he's your best playmaker. Yeah. So you don't even have a top ten guy at their no. own position, and. It, you but, know, if you're listening and you're screaming at me that he's top ten, okay, well then he's tenth. 
You know, he's not third. I think that's fair. You know, so you're you're not talking about somebody that other teams are game planning for. Other teams are game planning for Rodgers. Yes. That's it. Yep. You know, and, and you know, people, you can say the same thing about, oh, if you took Tom Brady off the Patriots, blah, 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 blah. And that's all fair, but, <laughs> I mean, what, Deshaun Kaiser, <laughs> I mean, you... Couldn't have For a some worse reason, start. you have kind of defended him to me. I, I mean, it's I just it's don't, laughable. I, I don't know that I've seen a worse quarterback outside of Nate Peterman in the last five years. Who's already Deshaun not starting Kaiser. in it's, week two. It's terrible. Well, I, I think there again, you've seen the Brett Hundley show. You know what you got. Go pay for a backup Quarterback. I don't have a problem with you that. You have either. a guy in Rodgers who has missed games. I don't this have, isn't far. That's I'm I'm fine with that option. It's the second most important position on the team. The backup yes. quarter, quarterback. Because anymore, there's not a lot of guys anymore that play 16 games at that position. It's pretty rare. There's True. just not a lot. Whether it's a, a a broken collarbone, you can get a concussion, whatever it is. But to play 16 full NFL games anymore, there ain't a lot of guys that do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I like that. I'm, you know, it's not and I'm that not a Packer fan, and I'm screaming for it, so I, I, I can only imagine. It's not that I think Kaiser's good. It's just that I don't mind the decision if you're going to go with him over Hunley. That's fine. If you think he's in, he's worthy of a number one uh, selection when he was taken by the Browns and he was in a crappy organization, he didn't get any development, and there's potential there, and you think Green Bay's coaches can do more with him than they could do with Hunley, then fine, prove it to me. Obviously, he hasn't gotten the opportunity that Hunley has because he's not four or five years into the league. But at the same time, you have to remember your point is that you got to have somebody ready in case number 12 goes down. And clearly when Kaiser's put in there, I don't know if it was deer in the headlights, but it sure looked damn close. Would you say that this team is built to win now? I think you have to be. Okay, well then you have to have a capable backup quarterback. Nope. Because you can't you can't tell me that you're built to win now and then say, well, you know, we got Deshaun Kaiser, we're hoping to develop him. Well, then you have to get somebody in front of him. I tell you this, Deshaun Kaiser is not the future of the organization after Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. I don't so think what do we, that's So what true. are you telling me? You know, what are you right. telling me, Packers organization? I don't know here? if it's Tim Boyle either, but maybe they're trying to turn him to another number three guy that you can dangle for an extra fifth or sixth round pick in a couple of years. Well, there's that there's that draft pick phenomenon going on up in Packerland. Gotta love those <laughs> love those imaginary players. Uh-huh. God, that's great. All right, let's talk let's get a little right, more into go this. Ahead. Um the the Rogers injury. I, I think I you know you were still there when it happened. Yeah. It 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 didn't look awful. It Not looked like really. he, you know, it looked like the lower leg got landed on and bent real the wrong way. You know, and then all, you know, the whole dramatics of going into the tent and then they showed him on the cart getting carried off and it looked like he was a little bloodshot eye, maybe a little waterworks going on in the tent, which is understandable, but then he comes out in the second half and I'm sure that he probably took seven horse tranquilizers and nine he shots said to the knee. The article today, he didn't have any of that because it's I, not what he believes in. And you're saying I, that's that's he's I don't, full of it. I don't believe I don't believe any football player that says that. I think that's crap. Okay. Um, it, well, either that or he wasn't hurt because it, there's a there's a difference between injured and being hurt. And there's a difference between being hurt and being sore. Mm-hmm. So like that old program line. That's good. It, it, seriously, though, I, know, I, I mean, I, 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 I think that it. I think he was 
scared when it happened. I think it scared well, for, him. I'm sure. He's just coming off a season where he was hurt yep. three quarters of Signed the year. Signed a monster contract. Yep. yep. I'm sure there was some fear in that, and maybe that's what contributed. And and look, I saw Paul Pierce get wheelchaired off of a basketball court because his shoulder hurt, and then 10 minutes later he walked back out and played. So, right. just, you know, the whole – have you ever, Al Michaels with the whole, oh, have you ever seen anybody go <laughs> off on a cart? Forget the cart. Everybody now is over precautionary, but you know, I, I know I'm in Packerland, so I'm I'm you, yelling at, I'm yelling stopped. at a, I'm yelling at a tree trunk right that's now. That's never stopped you before. But you know, let's let's slow down on the you know the hero worship of of the Almighty. I mean, he he made a couple of nice plays. He's the best player on the team. He's and the best he's player one in the, the league. Okay, then that I don't think it's unfair, or that I don't think it's fair to criticize him as being a hero in the media, darling, when your best player comes back out and gives you the best chance to to win, I don't think that anything that you can say would be over the top. I just don't think that if if you've already anointed him at that position, then he deserves that kind of attention and lauding. I'm sorry. People have put him there. Then that's what he gets. That's the way it is. Yeah, I... And that's I understand that that's fine and and like I said he's a great player I'm not I'm not taking right. anything away from that but you know he threw a I don't know what was it a, a like a ten or twelve yard pass to Cobb and then he ran sixty five yeah. I, I just you know well. to to pat Rogers on the back for that I I don't I'll pat him on the back for the pass he made to Allison in the corner of the end zone he's him and maybe Brady and maybe Breeze are the only guys in football that can make that throw. So yeah, I'll I'll give him all the props in the world for that. But you know, Packers cal- fans are nervous. Down. You think you, Saints you, fans you are beat, nervous? You beat the 2018 Bears. Yeah. You didn't beat the 85 Bears. Okay. You know, calm fine. down. Okay. Here's a question for you. Sure. It's Clay. Uh, Clay Matthews washed up. I'm not sure that he was. Wow. I think it's been a a year or two past time when he was a really effective defender. Um, and I think his best, his last best year, best productive year was when they moved him inside. When they had problems, and and he didn't like that. I mean, he said he'd do it and he'd help out the team. He didn't, didn't like it because he didn't get his numbers. Well, of course not. Yeah. But he was more effective for that defense than when than when he was on the outside not doing anything. And when you got him a chance to get in there and make some plays rather than just being a one dimensional guy. And if you don't, if you're not effective at that one dimension, then what good are you? I, I'm I, his contract comes up. I honestly don't know whether they're going to pay him oh, anything. They, they can't. They can't. They might lowball him like Jordy Nelson. They did that with you know with James Jones and a couple other people, and then they went and tested the market, and they they found out that there's not much out there, and that Ted Thompson at the time wasn't really off too much of what the market dictated that those players are worth. So I'm wondering if Clay is going to be the next version of that if Gudikins does not want to give him any money because right now he's not one of the top. Guys on defense. Well, what is he like? Thirty-two in, in the league. Is that what he is? Thirty-two, thirty-three, something like that. I don't even know. I mean, he whiffed on some very easy plays. He got completely juked out on that uh, touchdown that Trubisky ran. A little bit of a read option, and then the late hit play at the end of the game, which was just really stupid. It was almost like he hadn't been in on in on anything all game. So, so I'm going go to get on on this. You know, he wanted to do something, but. Yeah, I don't know. That that was that was a pretty ugly performance no, by I, him. I mean, everybody wants pass rush help for Clay Matthews. Well, 
Right now, Clay Matthews needs help with for Clay Matthews. Yeah, that's no doubt. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure where that 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 whole thing after this season is going to go unless he somehow dials it up this year. Which right now, uh, y- you got me. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Packer secondary was getting some props after the game. Um, I you know they were fine. I I don't think that they're young. You know they well except for two aging corners, and they were not exactly going up against a murderer's row of you know no. w- when when Taylor Gabriel, uh, Trey Burton, and Allen Robinson you know are are your weapons. And Has Kevin White shown up yet? I don't. I didn't hear his name call. I think I saw him in the huddle once or twice, but that was it. I saw him cut off his route on one play, and he got crushed for it yeah. by one some uh, Bears person He's on not Twitter. Good. He's not good. He doesn't. He he can't read the playbook. I mean, it's bottom line. <laughs> um, Khalil Mack. Oh man, pretty pretty impressive well, half. You said that. You said this, and it would probably count for him too. He's you. you and we. I think we said this either last week or the week before. Working out on your own is not like working out with your teammates in training camp. Right. You've got Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack, two guys that are expected to contribute highly to that defense who have not done that yet. Right. And they get in, and you get a couple good series, and then you're done. Yeah. And you said it on the uh, well on my drive back, that the and I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I was listening to it. You said the defense looked gassed. Oh, they did. Yeah. I, it, I I thought that's kind of where the game turned was the Packers' first possession of the second half when Rodgers came back. They went to a lot of uh, quick three-step drops where he wasn't getting pressured, and then obviously the combination of that, no huddle. And And the offense three and out. And the Bears' offense got so conservative, they couldn't move the ball for almost a full quarter, and the Bears' defense just couldn't. I mean, they were gassed. They couldn't get any pressure. And then, you know, if you're going to leave your, your D-backs on an island, I, I don't care. You can run me and you out there as the Packers wide receivers. <laughs> if Rodgers is throwing the throwing the darts, he's going to squeeze them into those windows. And mm-hmm. there were a couple plays like the Allison touchdown. I mean, it's just a great throw and a great catch. I mean, they were well covered. Guys made plays. You really can't ask any much more from a defender No, in that no, instance. Not at all. Nope. I'm with you. So, I mean, okay, so did then, as far as Nagy is concerned, First game as a head coach. Oh, oh and seven. First time head coaches this week. Yeah, that's a big stat. Yeah, yeah. And I, well, I, most of them went to bad teams, right? And that's know. that's generally where new head coaches go. Yep, and some young quarterbacks. But um, I don't but know, man. I, I, he came out with some some dynamic offensive looking plays. I mean, right? It was the first one, and uh, you know the announcers even said we've never seen this in you know the previous times that we've seen them. And you throw something new at him right away. Okay, well, then when you go conservative, you run out of the creativity that you've been showing for the first half. And then it's a little bit easier on the defense. Well, I heard, and I hadn't thought of this, and I, I heard Mike Lombardi on his podcast talking about it. A lot of these young coaches, and Nagy specifically, it, it's like they have a script of about 20 to 25 plays that they have going into the game. And it kind of almost seems like once the plays run out, then they don't really know what to do. You know, I mean, because so on that on the charted yeah whole thing, and then when you're left up to your own devices, well, you're, then, yeah, then you start playing situational football, and you have to be able to react to the defense and call plays accordingly. And I mean, Nagy, he's only been an offensive coordinator for two years, and it was under Andy Reid, who was basically calling the plays anyway. Um, so I mean I I don't know 
it's hard to get on on the Bears. I mean, they blew the game. I don't think there's any question about that. No. But you know, it's a very young team. It's a, a lot of new guys. It's a new coach. Um, you know, all in all, I feel pretty decent about the team. Um, I just don't really understand what's going on with Trubisky. And what I mean by that is I don't know if he's any good because they haven't allowed me to decide if he's any good. You know, they, they, they scripted that first drive or two and he looked great. Everybody, he was making good reads. He threw a couple of darts. He, he squeezed some into some tight windows, but then in the second half, everything, instead of going vertical, everything started being horizontal and it's all these screen passes and, and, you know, Quick passes down the line to Gabriel, and it's like, what are you doing? Okay, I don't but, understand this. All right, now my question, my follow-up then to that would be, and because you watched the game and I didn't, and I only have the hometown announcers to go off of, his numbers in that second half were also horrible. So he was missing now a lot of those conservative throws and conservative play calls, which if it's supposed to get easier for your quarterback to be successful as far as completion percentage and hitting your receivers, shouldn't he make those then anyway? Well, I would say two things to that. One, again, they were shitty play calls. Okay. Because the 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 coaching staff got ultra conservative and didn't attack the defense. And two, they showed a stat in the second half. He was like 9 for 13 for 26 yards. That's not what the hell is that? Taylor not Gabriel. Not a whole lot of downfield I think, action. I think his first catch was for thirty-one yards, and I think his next five catches were for like negative two. <laughs> so that tells you the kind of plays they had. A third and one. They had been running the ball down the Packers' throat. They had mm-hmm. a third and one. I think it was. Uh, I think they were up three at the time, or no? The, yeah, maybe three or ten. I don't remember what the score was, but they're running the ball down their throat and. On third and one, they call this misdirection play where Trubisky throws it across the field to like their third string tight end, and the idiot doesn't even get himself past the first down marker when he catch <laughs> to catch the ball, uh-huh. and they get stopped. And it's like, just run the goddamn ball, man. Stop getting so cute. And if you're not gonna do that, then run a play action or or Trubisky's a pretty good athlete. Let him run for it. Right. I, I, you yeah. know, I just. Kind of your own worst enemy but at that, that, but don't but, outthink yourself. But that's where I don't, I don't know. And you know, obviously, we're not in practice, so we're not seeing this every day, right? But it's like, is he good or not? I watched Sam Darnold the other night. First, good for, for me, first throw pick six. But after good, but after good. that, awesome. I watched uh, Pat Mahomes the other day. Uh, good. Like I don't need to see twelve games of some of these guys to figure out if they're good or not. You. you Deshaun Watson last year, he's good. Yep. You know, it shouldn't take a year and a half or two years to figure out whether or not these guys can play. It's I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Did you think with with a new coaching staff, you would have found out a little bit sooner whether Trubisky was good, especially with an offensive guy like Nagy coming in, maybe let him loose a little bit more. I thought I was finding that out in the first half. Right. Because he looked very good. You know, he what he didn't turn the ball over. Uh, you know, he wasn't, there weren't a cut, you know, there weren't those young guy throws where it's like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, there wasn't any of that. Right. It was just not a lot of opportunity. I I, I don't know. All right. That's fine. I, I, I don't, uh, going back to your, 
feeling nervous Packer fans should be in that state. Uh, until Rodgers gets a full clear, a full go, uh, I'm, I'm not feeling nervous. But they should be 0-1, Josh, right? They should be 0-1. The Bears pissed the game away. They should be 0-1. I think you're not giving enough credit to Green Bay. They uh, threw the ball to the other team. I understand that, but that was one play. With two minutes left and no timeouts, the game's over. One play. That's all that... They brought themselves all the way back at least till that point. So I think you're you're really not giving enough credit. They brought them back to that point because they have Aaron Rodgers on their team. I'm still not nervous because as long as you have that guy, you're just you're just you're homering, buddy. I'm, I'm not homering. You are because they should be 0 and 1 going into a Viking game where they're prob with a banged up quarterback and a shitty line against probably the best line in football. And you'd Front be going, you'd be looking at 0 and 2, and you're not telling me that that's nervous. Not nervous. Wow. Not nervous, but I I don't I don't get as you better you better hit the uh, don't get wrapped you up. Better get down on the knees every night and and. <laughs> And pray that old one two stays uh, on his feet because doesn't really matter. Eesh. That's doesn't really matter. I'm I'm not. It's the first game. No, I would trade Ross. Hard. I would trade rosters with the Bears and the Packers minus the quarterback all day, every day. I don't even think it's close. Okay. Well, Vegas told you something different, and the guys in Vegas are usually pretty smart about that kind of thing. In terms of what? As far as what? How close the game was going to be. I said two touchdowns. I clearly underestimated Chicago, and I clearly overestimated where Green Bay was. And the game was in that bubble of where Vegas thought it was going to be. So clearly, which people, was what? What was what? I, I thought it was. Oh no! What, what was it? Six and a half? I think. I think it was six and a half. So you, so you wouldn't trade rosters. You think the Packers have a better roster than I, the Bears? I'd do? trade you defenses. Well, that's the roster. Well, that's half the roster. I mean, I'd, 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 I'd trade your defense. I'd trade the lines, the old lines. I'd trade yeah. the running backs. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'd to trade, trade everything lines, pretty much, but the coach and the quarterback. That's Ooh. about. That's about it. Right. So who else? Did you spend a lot of the day watching football? Anybody, yeah. Anybody look good? Anybody look bad? Doing a little red zone stuff. Right. You know, the Vikings look pretty good. Um, I. Uh, Playing against the 49ers, I think yeah. that they're a little overhyped. You know, the Jimmy Garoppolo love kind of went yeah, a little see, overboard. People are um, really high on that. Yeah. Patriots, of course, um, you know, with, not without Edelman, you know, they they look they look like the Patriots. Um, very impressed with the Chiefs. Yeah. Very impressed. Okay. Pat Mahomes. Um, man, hell of an athlete. Cannon for an arm. You know, and, and when, you're, when your old man was a... Ten-year-long uh, major league pitcher, right? There's some pedigree. There. Probably got some of that going. Um, I, I watched a little of the Redskins Cardinals game. Don't ask me why. That was a little lopsided because the Cardinals are. I'm not sure they'd beat the local high school teams here. Wow. Um, but the Redskins defense was was pretty impressive. I thought. Um, I and and I've always liked Alex Smith. I mean, you know, if you're a stat person, you don't like him. If you're a wins and losses person, you do. And he just seems to win ten games every year. Um, People like those guys that can win games. Yep, yep. Even though they might might not look pretty. Yeah, yeah. victories are the most important statistic. Definitely. You ju- you just said it about your about yep. the Packers. So um, Monday night, I thought the Jets were surprisingly good. I thought Sam Darnold was was very good in his first uh, 
first start. When you buy about this Jets defense that knew what <laughs> Stafford was in, the team was going to do before they did it. I don't know, man. I, I mean, they got a their head coach is a defensive guy. Um, I don't know. Some of these teams, like the Jets and the Browns, I mean, you can only be you can only pick in the top five for so long before something just good happens. And maybe that's Darnold. And, you, mean you, you know, you think you you happen on somebody that hits the law of averages. I think would have, have to, say to be so. in your favor. Yeah, well, I took a stats class that would say you're wrong, but you're right. I, the conventional wisdom would say something has to work out, even if it's by accident. Right. Right. You're right. And then uh, the Rams, I thought were uh, yeah. they were pretty dominant. Again, I'm I'm not sure there's they a, were. There's another head coach though that's 0-1, a, a new coach if yeah. you want to call him that. I'm not sure that Oakland's any good, but the Rams were were pretty dominant in that game. So those were those were some of the teams I liked. I was really as far as who looked bad. This, I mean, Super Bowl pick for a lot of people. Saints. Oh, wow, yeah. you got an 80, 70, 80 points between the teams. Yeah. I don't know. And they what get that blown was. out at home. And Drew Brees was amazing. And Jameis like Winston didn't yards. even play. I mean, Fitz Magic, man. I don't know. Fitz Magic. I don't know. That was uh that seems to happen almost every year though. There's like a team in week one that you think's gonna be no good and they go out and win a game and you're like, Oh, uh oh. But here, the, here they go. But then by week six, that was They're their one only in five, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that that could be Tampa. Yep. Um, Falcons, that was another Super Bowl that just was like Ugh. okay. Now what? There's another guy. Is he you know, is Matt Ryan That's is, been is a, he hurt? That's been a question. Is he, is he, is he, is he good? See, has he been any good? He could get a stat. He can get some stats. I mean, you got Julio Jones and Sanu and Freeman, and they draft Calvin Ridley. I mean, they got some weapons, and you know, they didn't. They don't even score a touchdown, and they get inside the red zone, and it's it's like a <laughs> clown car where there's they just nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I like the clown car reference. I had um, a more inappropriate one, no, but I don't think we can. We can. Well, we can. Yeah, yeah I'm probably not going to want to do that. Yeah. Um. Steelers, another popular pick. Tie. Yeah. Can we get? Can we talk briefly about the tie? Because yeah. I, I kind of went off about that on the air on Tuesday. I, I, I don't understand in all the rules that the NFL now wants to bring to make the game safer and mess with this and tinker with that. I don't get how you can allow a game to end in a tie. I just don't understand. To me, and again, player safety priority one, but priority two should be, there should be a winner of the game. Period. End of story. I play until somebody scores. Even if you got to go to sudden death, okay, you play the overtime, you give that team a chance. If that team kicks a field goal or if they score a touchdown, the game's over, fine. Then the next team do, to win. All you got to do is cross the, the 50 and get to the 35 to, to get it in field goal range. Somebody's got a good enough kicker where they're just going to be trying field goals all the time. Somebody's going to make one. The game's going to be over. You have a winner. Done. Good night. I, I just don't understand why. And even if you want to make it the college rules, I don't care. Give me a winner. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't believe in ties in professional no. sports. No. This isn't six-year-old soccer. You know, I don't I don't care, you know, if you got to turn it into a goddamn field goal kicking contest like they do in hockey. Right. I, I, Have I a don't, shootout. I don't Fine. care. You know, let let's try out at least somebody won. You know, try out uh, Longwell and uh, Crosby on Sunday if it's twenty to twenty after the overtime period, and every you just keep kicking them, move the ball back ten yards every kick. Fine, last guy to make it, you win. As long as somebody uh, does, you know, I don't care. Okay, fine, I'm done. Thanks. 
Thank you for allowing me that. Yeah. All right. So looking ahead a little bit. Um, some, some decent games this week. Um, Panthers Falcons uh, division matchup. Both teams zero and one. So that'll be a, get, that's a that's big a game. big game in the division already in week two. It is because there's three pretty good teams there uh, in that uh, NFC South. Mm-hmm. Um, Texans and Titans again, two zero and two two zero and one teams. Titans in the just division. lost their tight end for the season. Yep, yep. So um, Texans Kate, had a had a rough week one yeah, matchup. They did, they did. And and Watson, you know, coming off that ACL, he didn't look confident yet, and that'll come. I think Wentz will probably go through the same thing with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that'll that'll come. He's got to get popped a couple times, and you know, maybe. You know, scramble, get into and, it, and yeah. figure out. Okay, yeah. I'm all right. You got to get popped. We, we, and, we can do this, but right. I think yeah. they'll be all right. All right. Um, Casey at Pitt. Um, yeah, that, that's, right. that's a that's a that's a playoff matchup. You know, that, that's that's two pretty talented teams. I was just gonna say if Kansas City can go put Pittsburgh 0 and 2, but they wouldn't be. They'd be 0 1 and 1. True. Very true. But if Pittsburgh still doesn't have a win, that would be at least some sort of a storyline. Yeah. Um, New England at Jacksonville that rematch of the pretty decent a- AFC championship. championship yeah. uh, Fournette already banged up week yeah, one. I saw that. And uh, I, I don't think they have a prayer against New England if they can't run the ball. Um, and then, uh, of course, Minnesota against the Packers. Yeah, that's one I'm going to be in Chicago, which I, I probably won't want to watch that game with my Vikings fan of a better half. But What's your inclination? Rodgers playing? See, I was talking about this a little bit today with Michael and the, and the fact that the trainer says that you can't hurt or the 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 doc, the team doctor says you can't do any more damage to the knee than you've already done, which is false. Then to me that says that your knee your your knee is done, is totally screwed up and it's the worst thing possible. Right? Isn't that what logic would dictate? If you can't hurt it anymore, then you've heard then it should be just, you know, the kneecap should just be dangling, ready to fall out. I, I mean, that's that's what it says to me. Sure. So then my next thing, well, then no, he can't play. Poss- no possible way that he can play. But then if that's not true, and if he can't hurt it anymore, and he did go back out, then why can't he do it this week? Well, I don't know. I heard Schlera talking about this today, and he's had like twenty five knee surgeries. Right, and that you know, that guy is king knee surgery. Yeah. And he was talking about how you know doctors always say you can't hurt it anymore, and yeah, of, yes, you can. Uh, it, you may not hurt it more for tomorrow, but it'll be damaged down the okay. road. Um, I think that he will play. Um, I think that if they didn't play him, I would understand, right. especially with winning last week and the fact that it's the Vikings that put him out and right. they're going to smell blood in the and, water. And they're gonna—he's going to get hit. I mean, they can do all the three-step drops they want. But can't possibly protect him to that sure. to that degree. He's going to get hit, and and it's it might be 2018, but it's still football, and you know as well as I do that there's a target on that knee. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Right. Um, and then the Monday night game will be the Seahawks at the Bears, which. Um, two zero and one teams that lost close games on the road in Week One, and uh, I'm not really sure what to make of either team. Seattle looked, I didn't see a ton of it. Um, I saw the, what I did saw was a lot of Russell Wilson running for his life again. That's a that's a story that we've seen. The, the weird thing is lot. they only handed the ball off f- like 15 times. That doesn't surprise me. That 
that's giving your trying to make your quarterback win you the game, which to me should be the opposite. It, you should be running running the football so that he doesn't have to do everything to win the ball game. Oh yeah, uh, that's uh, that's just my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, so we'll we'll see what happens there. And um... another prime time game, and that's it for for Chicago. That's I was talking to a a, a friend who knows such things, and it's it's weird about the Bears. And he said that the networks can never figure out Chicago on a year-to-year basis. That if you always look, a lot of their primetime Sunday night, Monday night games are at the beginning of the season before anybody knows what kind of team they actually are. Right. Because you don't want to sign them to a to a December, you know, a December game or a late November game, unless it's Packers Bears, obviously. And then they turn out to be garbage, and then you're have you have an audience that doesn't care. So you've got Sunday night and Monday night in the first two weeks, and then that's it before people can figure out what kind of Bears team they're watching. Two more times than I would have put them on. (laughs) That's for sure. Because I don't know that they've won a primetime game in a decade. So, Uh, Fair enough. All right, well, let's talk about something that we can uh, agree on that puts us both in a little better mood. The old brew crew. Man. What would you think of uh, that whole fiasco with the – Resting Yelich in the last game of the Cubs series last, what was it, last Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I get it, but when you and I were talking, I really see it from your perspective in that, at the time, it was probably the biggest game of the season. Yeah. Ne- they they needed a win there, and if you don't put your best team on the field, I mean, you can only plan for later so much, because if you don't get a later... right. Then what did you just do? I mean, I'm not going to criticize. I mean, if the guy needed a break and you want to play him every day for the rest of the year, okay, fine. But if you come back to that point as one that you really needed and could have had and it didn't go your way, then maybe you got an argument. I would have sat him Friday in the first game of the Giant Series because then he would have still had Thursday off. You could have given him the two right. two games. And and Yelich playing or not playing that game probably didn't affect the outcome. Um you know, and and he he did need a day off. He's played every game oh, since the All-Star break. I'm and, not going to say that he didn't. And I, I get just that, but the timing yeah, for that particular I agree. game I agree. was maybe not the best time and uh, again a lefty, right? Yep. But He's been pretty good. He's hitting about three. He's hitting like three forty off so lefties this so year. You so. can't trot that excuse out at me. No, I just thought the time. You know, you want your big players in big games against big opponents. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I don't think anybody needs to make a federal case out of it. And, no, and it sounded like he was taking some grief on Twitter. Um, which I mean, it's Twitter, so who really cares? No, it doesn't but, matter. Um, you know, they are quote unquote Brewer fans that were doing it to him, and, and I don't really care one way or the other. I mean, if that's if that's the way the coach yeah. wants to do it, that the manager wants to do it, I I'm in no position to say otherwise. It just to me as a fan, if I'm if I'm wanting the best team on the field when you really need a win, he's part of that equation. Well, and and you hear a lot in baseball, they will say that, well, you know, every game means the same. So it doesn't mean anymore if we beat the Giants and the Cubs. Well, if you can do math, if you can do remedial math, it actually does mean more to beat the Cubs because then not only do you win, but then they they lose. lose And that gap gets a little bit smaller, faster. So right now the Brewers are are two back going into tonight of the Cubs. Yep, this is heading into Thursday. And a game and a half up on the Cardinals for the wild card. Cardinals did lose this afternoon to the Pirates. Thank God. So I believe that's now a two-game lead for the Brewers. Um, 
been playing pretty well. You know, uh, took two out of three against the Cubs last week. Swept the Giants over the weekend. Continued their uh, their streak of winning a series. Um, and then uh, you know, won game one against the Cubs on Monday and lost last night to, again to Quintana, who they just cannot solve. Um, I don't get why that's six shutouts. I don't Cubs get why that's a Superman type of thing. Six there. times the Cubs have shut the Brewers out this year. And it's even the most in like eighty years. What did I hear going into the series? They had already lost the season series. Right. That they couldn't even if they won all three, they couldn't sweep them. Right. Because the Cubs had already reached 10 games. I think it's a 19-game series or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it really didn't matter. I mean, and that's fine to me. I said at the beginning of the season, I still think it right now. I think the Cubs are just the better team. Yeah, top to bottom, yeah. uh, pr- probably. Probably. And, 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 and I don't have a problem with that. But you need to beat the teams that you should beat. And one could argue a lot some of the time this year. That didn't happen with the Brewers. Can I just say one thing? It's your, our podcast. You can well, say whatever you want. Lorenzo Cain is an absolute stud. Yep. I so, mean... I, somebody compared him to a slow-pitch softball player out just being able to put the ball anywhere he his, wants. Like It numbers, looks like a beach ball coming yeah, at him. His numbers don't wow you. Um, they're, you know, his on-base percentage is quite good, but, you know, if, if you're if you're like us and you don't get into the whole sabermetric analytic crap and you look at, you know, homers, RBIs, average, walks, strikeouts, it's nothing that you're going to be super excited about. It's solid stuff. But, man, when you watch that guy play day in and day out and the runs that he saves in the outfield and the extra base that he takes, you know, getting from first to third on a single to right and and things of that nature, um, it's it's hard to calculate. Well, it's hard to calculate that stuff, even though that I know there's a nerd that has a formula to calculate that stuff. <laughs> of course there is. Um, but he's he's a lot of fun to watch. He's not the best guy on the team. I would say Yelich is the best guy on the team. Okay. But I'm not sure anybody on the Brewers is is more valuable than than Kane has been. I think that's probably fair. Um, that's fair to say. Rotation. Um, I'll be interested to kind of see how they set this up. Now for the rest of the season, you know, they got the off day tomorrow. They got an off day again next Thursday. So council may have a little room to play with that and, and maybe do a little more matchup stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be interested to see if he does that. It was nice to get a, a, a quality start out of uh, Gio Gonzalez the other day. That was a pleasant yeah, that, that surprise. Was, that was a nice surprise. I yeah. mean, I didn't expect him to go out and throw a no hitter no, or anything, no. but again, he, I think he went six. Was it four? Five and a half, uh, five and two thirds. So he there. got into the yep. sixth, yeah. And, and he, you know, and he kept him in the game. And but that's kind of all you really can ask. You need for. to be better than the guy you just replaced. Yeah, that's all you need to do. Well, that ain't too hard. Well, but yeah, for you're some, right. For some that it is, and and if you can get that out of him continuously, great. That would be a like you said, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, and that would be a big help. So you don't have to throw Hader for two innings. Every time that he comes out, even though the other day that ridiculous, just filthy, like making Javier Baez look like he's you know a little s- eager or swing right or like he's got a blindfold on swinging at a pinata that's moving. Yeah, uh, just filthy stuff. There's just not not a lot of guys in, that can throw a baseball like that. What and, what was his kind of up and down? Now that he's clearly on the way back up on the top there. 
you know, kind of had a little bit of a down period where guys were getting some really good looks at him. Well, but you said he had been you've been used a lot at the beginning of the season. They used him a lot. He made the All Star team. He didn't get a, any time off. the The Twitter comment thing comes out right, during the All Star game, yeah. so then he goes right back to the team and he's dealing with that. And I'm sure he's been getting it on the road from the opposing fans. We're not as much as and Brian uh, as well. you know, I think this is his first full year in the league. He probably hit a wall at some point. And uh, he seems to have kind of battled through it, and this is the this is the time when you want that second wind. And For sure, that kind of leads into my next point All with right. um, the Brewers have always struggled as an organization to develop pitching, mm-hmm. whether it's and you go back, you know, you got a Teddy Higuera, really good, gets hurt. You got a Juan Nieves, really good, gets hurt. Ben Ka- Sheets. Ben Sheets, really good, hurt a lot. Cal Eldred, good, got hurt. Gallardo, good, but not great. Right. He, he, for the most of the time, he was healthy he, at he least. He was good. But he was just good. I don't know that even though you had to classify him as, a, as the staff ace, I'm not sure that he necessarily... I don't know whether that label was appropriate. I think he, no, he got he, it just he, by default because he was the best that they had. That doesn't mean he was great. He was their ace. He wasn't an, an ace. ace. Okay. You know? very, very, okay but that's, that, that's that well kind of leads me into my, my point here. Brewers got three guys right now on the roster that are, I believe, all under the age of 24 in Burns, Hayter, and Freddie Peralta. I mean... I'm not sure what their long-term plan with Hater is, whether they he's, turn him into a He's a, a Boris a guy, too. I mean, he's going to be tough to hang on to. I'm telling you, if if for the next three, four, five years, if Burns, Hater, and Peralta are leading your rotation, that's pretty damn good. Well, pe- it's got the makings of a pretty nice rotation. People are saying that Peralta needs to develop a couple of more pitches. Well, though. sure, he's 21. Right. You know, but, it, I mean, but that's where you work on that stuff down in the minors when you get to the majors— you're supposed to have that kind of stuff. And he's a kid that <laughs> he, he was a nightmare in the first inning. I don't know if he's got to change his routine or what. He was terrible in the first inning. But it seemed after that, he kind of settled in. Yeah. And, and you know, third time through the order, he might get knocked around a little bit. And right. he'll figure that out. But I don't know, man. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of nice to be able to be a little bit excited about some pitching on the Brewers instead oh, of just guys that come up and hit bombs. Yes, you know? because right now the, the the excitable thing in on that team is the lineup. Yeah, who are you going to put in where and who could possibly hit the most homers in what spot? For sure, like you can't be disappointed when one or two or three of these guys is out of the lineup because any one or two or three that you're going to put in likely in their spot is going to be able to do the same thing. For sure, you know, I mean, Sean Mustakis. That's what I'm like. Oh, Shaw's not the in, but, but then I looked at the lineup like. Okay, yeah, it doesn't similar. seem like they should miss him that much. Right. You know, I mean, it's not like you're subbing Arcia and Scope for Shaw and Moustakis. Right. But. Well, it'll be interesting, man. We, I think after tonight, I think they got 15 games left. Is that what it is? Um, you know, they got the Reds, the Pirates. Uh, I believe they play the Cardinals <laughs> one more time. And uh, they got the Tigers at the yeah, end, end of the with season. Interleague, yeah. So they've, they've got a pretty favorable mm-hmm. schedule, although they've struggled a little bit against the Pirates Pittsburgh. and the Reds. So yeah, the those Reds aren't especially. given. But, but again, those are the teams that you talk about. You got to beat them. You got to beat them. You got to win two out of three. At least. Yeah. Yeah. And if the Cardinals keep winning, it seems like you get to this point of the season, like two months to go, 
and the Cardinals lose one out of ten. That's all it is. And they're beating good teams. They're beating bad teams. It's just what they do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's inexplicable. I, you hate to say it at this point, but it it would be the it would have to be a pretty big collapse for them to not make the playoffs at the Brewers at this point. Now you gotta get that top. If you're not, if you don't win tonight, you're probably not gonna win the division. The division. You gotta get the home field in the wild card. For the wild card yeah. You do not want to have to go down to Bush Stadium and deal with that crap. And their fans and, and uh, everything that comes with playing down there. Fine you, with not doing you, that. You got to have that game at home, and and then we can sit around and in second guess who council decides to pitch that day. So because that's what we do, <laughs> we second guess. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Well, the game just got underway about twenty minutes ago from when we're recording this right now. So I'll be curious to see what what that's what's going on. So uh, did you catch much of Bucky on Saturday? Or? I didn't because I was on remote out at. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Out at uh, our old stomping ground in Whitewater. Yeah. Um, but the first half again fairly lackluster. Before you, you, you turn it up a little bit. Taylor lost another fumble and then has a career day, and he gets Offensive Player of the Week for the entire conference. Um, and again, Chris and the staff tuning the noise out. We're fine. Everything's good. Um, I think they performed very, very well with the absence of their two top receivers. Guys stepped up that needed to step up. Their running back situation is fine. Yeah, was it Taylor, I think, the other day that had a pretty... Was it A.J. Taylor that had a nice game? Yep, Yep. A.J. Taylor's good. Kendrick Pryor's good. Mm -hmm. They got Crookshanks returning some some kicks. So, you know, they've got got playmakers. Davis is going to be back this week against BYU. The spreads have gone down considerably, and I was... I was worried about BYU last year going out there to uh, Provo, and I thought that that might be a really, really tough game, and they wound up winning like forty to six or something like that. So now you get them at home, and then I don't, I'm not sure that this is a a better BYU team than last year. So I, this is not one that I'm really worried about. I would just like to see the first couple drives really set the tone, and in the first two weeks, they haven't really done that. Where you go into the locker room and you're like, all right. Feeling good about this. You're just kind of okay. You know we can be better. Sure, that kind of thing. But I, I, I firmly expect to go into Iowa now that that's a seven thirty kickoff. Oh, they moved it. Okay, that's a big, big. Oh yeah, opening Big Ten game at Kinnick Stadium, and I didn't even realize they they won their last couple. They haven't lost there since two thousand eight. I watched a little of Iowa Iowa State on Saturday, and it was ugly. Well, you know, it was very. I think not it was sure. Very low two, scoring. Two of your prettiest teams no, to watch, as no. far as that's concerned. But um, I didn't glean much from watching it, whether or not Iowa's is good or not. But you know, it, it's it's the rivalry game, whether mm-hmm. Minnesota likes it or not. Badgers Iowa is a bigger game year in and year out than the Minnesota game in terms of you know w- wins and losses. What sure. it really means, they might not. I think they give. They don't do an axe. I think they do something else for that. Oh, don't what they? What is the what is the game? Uh, it's it's like the Heartland Trophy. Something I think. like that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, so it's worth something. That's fine. I I still think it's one of the coolest things, and it's getting to be a tradition. I don't know how old it is. Um, the turnaround and wave to the children's hospital up at the windows yes. with all the kids watching there Very that cool. are going through. I Very think cool. I think that's one of the best things, and I know it gives a thrill for the kids who yep. are going through tough stuff with their families. Um, you know, I'm I'm not one of these guys that that really hates on Badger rivals, 
Um, I'm not particularly fond of Iowa. I don't like Minnesota or Illinois. Um, as far as teams that when Wisconsin faces, I really want them to, you know, beat the shit out of. But I was one of those things I have to respect that what they do there because I think that's a really, really cool thing. It is. It's very cool. And I, I think and, and the lights and having everybody do that and turn around, that'll be a really cool thing. I just hope Wisconsin's up by like 30. And Davis, giving Hornybrook more weapons now that he has fewer at tight end, I think that's great. But now that Cephas is going to trial, Eesh. they've already said that if, if it so warrants Davis can be brought back in and be charged with some stuff if if necessary. So this is kind of one of those things where, okay, he's back, but how if and when will he not be the you know, I yeah. mean you, you don't know. You don't know. You so, just, yeah, I, and I'm uh, you know, I'm I'm reading what I can on the Cephas thing, but I'm kind of staying away from that because that is not a pleasant situation. No, it's any it's, which way. It's a little icky and it's a lot of he said, she said, yes. and you know, I yeah, we we don't really want to delve into that not, so not particularly um nba not much to really talk about just yep. wanted to mention training camp start about two, two weeks, weeks. Okay. um so the bucks will get ramped up and you know you all, all all three of you that care about the nba that listen to this will get to hear my can't wait to fall asleep during that portion of the podcast my info on that yes. and you know we'll I'll, I'll probably at some point here during the season i'll you know we'll we'll delve a little bit into the uh you know the lebron jordan Debate. Oh, you know, we won't we won't go full Stephen A and scream at each other. But the greatest um, of all time is my least well, favorite sports argument. It, it's I like the argument if it's in context and and it's a reasonable conversation. It's just that most of them, most of them, most of those conversations they've kind of almost turned into politics, where it's like if you don't agree with me, you're a moron. And it's like come well, on, you know, come on. It's it's thing. we're talking about quarterbacks, man. It's not right. It's not end of world stuff. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll get into that in the next couple weeks, and um, I don't know, I don't know if you saw it, and we can just touch on it briefly. The whole uh, the whole thing that went down with Serena Williams and the I saw US the videos, Open final. And it, it's fun. It was fun today when I went out to get one of my daughters who was at my mom's, and she was uh, she umpired at the U.S. Open. She was she she did umpiring. I mean, she was a she was a professional umpire. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really like the way Serena Williams treats umpires and has in the past some and bull, what she's some bullying, done. Some intimidation yes. going on and that's there. the word that she used, yep. bullying, yep. And that she was a bully. And uh, I, the, the thing that I take away from it, and I know there have been a lot of tennis greats that have now come out and said their piece, and I think uh, Martina Navratilova has been the most prominent women's player to go against what Serena did. I think Billie Jean King was... She was for what yeah, Serena did, in, which in favor. isn't surprising. It's funny that a lot of the men have come out and said, I've called umpires a lot worse things sure. than what she has, and yep. that and that's what they did to her. Yep. So, I, I mean, I think there's... But did they call that umpire? Probably not. Because that guy, from everything that I've been hearing and reading, has a reputation as being the stickler... Of rules. Thin-skinned, yes. yep. short fuse kind of guy. He had he had deducted points from Djokovic and Nadal in in some previous tournaments this year. So you know that was one of those. And look, man, I remember from my playing days, there were certain referees that we knew going into the game. There are certain things you can get away with and certain things you can't. And she should know that. 
And I know, like how at the end she said, "You're never going to referee one of them." Like that's not up to you. No, what are you no. talking? What are you talking about? And and a lot of people that threw out the well, you know, McEnroe and Connors did way worse. Yeah, yeah they did. Different and time. people thought they were assholes. Yes, yes they did. So you're going to compare her to an asshole? Are you call? I mean. You know, that's I, that's probably not the best. No, ar- it's not a good supporting comparison. argument. And, and him smashing his rackets and screaming and swearing, I don't think anybody enjoyed that. No. So you know, no. comparing him being able to do it to saying, I don't know, what do you want somebody to be able to do it now? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I didn't get I that. Really but understand that it was an interesting debate, and you know, of course, it turned into the man woman and the black, and the white, cartoon and you know, also yeah, the Australian like, paper that they reprinted. I don't just whatever. give it a rest. All right, we we try to roll out a top five that runs the gamut of whatever we're kind of. And again, this one was made as a recommendation because when Michael and I used to watch football, our thing would be to get pizza he'd get a large cheese i'd get a large pepperoni and michael's probably a third of my size i would say he'd be able to down an entire large cheese hand toss from pizza hut just cheese yep he he was the kevin McAllister of watching football (laughs) right large cheese pizza just for him yeah and i it it always astounded me because i'd have like two slices left and i'd be ready to explode but he could he could do that so he said well you guys should do your top pizzas all right like Okay, and and I when I prepped you on that, I was like, okay, well, are we talking like top places to get it, brands, what toppings do we get? And I was like, what, what you get where you get it, right? Basically, okay. Um, number one, number one for me is local, and we should preface this by you starting saying, at, you starting at one, or start, you start starting at one, starting at one. Okay. Um, we, we we can work our way up, I suppose. We're not getting paid by any of these places no. to mention. Not, them by no, name. but if they would like to, please. Send, Let us know. send the check. That's, all, that's in the mail. I'm all about that chatter. Sure. Um, just because it's going to fill out a, a spot and it was the first thing ever invented by this particular place, give me the Little Caesars Mitza Mitza. It was the first place to put an all meat pizza out and roll it out. And I thought it was brilliant. And everybody has followed it since. Okay. That That's my number five. All right. What do you got? Uh, for me, I have at number five uh, Papa Murphy's, uh, the Hawaiian. Okay. I am uh, I am a guy that will eat fruit on his pizza, <laughs> and I enjoy it very much. All right, I'm a guy that doesn't eat vegetables or fruit or anything other than meat and cheese on pizza. All right, that's fair. Um, my number four, it also I go to Papa Murphy's, and I really like the double pepperoni. Okay. That's I'm I'm a fairly basic dude, but you know. Papa Murphy's, I think you really can't beat for the price. Take it home, and it's ready in a matter of moments. Okay. Uh, four for me, uh, a Pizza Hut pan, uh, sausage, pepperoni, whatever, but you know, just a, a Pizza Hut pan pizza. Okay. It's hard, hard to go wrong with that. Okay. It's pretty classic. There's this place in Milton called the Grease Wheel, and it was started, I believe, by the guy that did pizza for the Milton Bowling Alley when it was still there. And... Uh, We've come to love the grease wheel, hmm. and you just any any meat topping you want in there. It's thin crust, doesn't ne- and you never feel like you eat too much of it, but yet it's gone, and you're like, how did we do that? We're not even full, but you you look like you accomplished something, and you're not ready to just you know that's nice. You don't have a distended stomach, right? Which I think is great on both ends for sure. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Uh, number three, a little bit of a throwback. Um, I'm gonna go Happy Joe's oh. Taco Pizza. Oh, 
Not the taco pizza. And I specify Happy, Happy Joe's, Joe's instead of Max Pizza Shack. No disrespect. No, it's okay. But, you know, the old Happy Joe's from when we were kids up until, when I don't you know, 10 or 15 years ago. Walk up the ago. stairs and watch them make everything yep. right when you were kids, yep. and that was the coolest thing, and they the, had the game room and stuff. The taco pizza there that's, was, that's a great was pretty bomb. I should probably... I should probably substitute one of those out. Um, Tony and Maria's, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, that's it. Is it anything from there? Well, no, but I mean, I like whatever meat you want to put on it, but it's the Annihilator or the Terminator. It's got some word where it's the biggest thing you could possibly have, and they specify you need to keep it level or everything's going to slide off of it while you're taking oh, yeah. it home. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, we had one in our uh, a bunch of high school people that we, we hung out. It was like our last weekend before everybody all went off to college, and we all split one of those. And I still remember that because I have a picture of us slicing it up, and it is just enormous. It's probably, <coughs> and I don't have them on my list, but I should have. It's probably the greatest hangover second day warmed up pizza <laughs> You'll ever have in your life, okay? With that thick cheese on uh-huh. top, it just soaks up the oh, all the booze and yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, uh, number two, uh, Domino's sausage and bacon. That's a good combination. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, just I'm a, a pig on there. I, if I'm gonna order a pizza, right. it's gonna be Domino's and it's gonna be sausage right. and it's gonna be bacon. If I have my choice, my number one, and I've shared a bunch of these with my gramps when he was still here. Uh, my dad and I was the go-to when I was home from college for a weekend and my mom wasn't around and my dad would turn to me and go, what do you think, Sam's tonight? Like a Sam's pizza, extra large hamburger. Okay. Nothing sexy about it, but I think their pizza is fantastic. That's the one uh, on Milton Avenue there? Yep, right okay. right across from me, right, right across from Luke's. Okay, yep. gotcha. That's, gotcha. That's, that's, my, that, 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 that's my go-to. Number one for me, uh, Papa Murphy's again. Oh, the wow. Chicken Garlic. Okay. It's fantastic. Wow. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So, it's so that's your go-to. It's a it's a non non beef pizza, no beef on there, just a little chicken, and All right. it's pretty tasty. Yeah. Now I'm in the mood for pizza. I know. They got that ten dollar <laughs> or that pizza. that Pizza Hut drive-up window now. I've hit that a couple times. Have you? It's, it's all right. Is it's it not okay? Bad. Okay. That's, I mean, that's it's no Luke's Deli, right but close. you know, sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> and I. When you go to order online and Presley's done this, my daughter from she's gotten a couple of coupons for a personal pan pizza. You can't find those online. Like you actually have to call and say that you want one. Really? I haven't been able because I've tried to order one online for, her and huh. I don't know if they took them out or they're trying to phase them out. But you call them and they know right what you want. I mean that, that was that was always fun when you were a kid. You get your own. Hell yeah, little thing. Absolutely. That, that, that's all yours. That's intentional foul for this week. Yeah, a couple of. Uh, Announcements here. Okay. Um, we have created a Twitter account. Uh, let me find it here. It's <laughs> at at podcast foul. Oh, there you and, go. And uh, I'm going to try to uh, post the link. Post the link to the podcast once this uh, goes up. Uh, it pretty much goes up every Thursday morning at some yeah. point, I believe. It's so usually seven or eight whenever I can get around. We'll to try it. to get that up and, and get some announcements going. If and, you have a recommendation for a top five, yeah, throw it at us. I mean. At Josh Goldberg, no D on Twitter. And uh, at Dan Saunders 104. There you go. Or and, or at Podcast Foul. So hit us up on any of them. Intentional Foul. That let's is get the some, get, Let's get some sponsors going here. We what are you get, looking at me for? We want to get paid. I'm already the technical part of this. You're need, the salesman. I need that paper, man. Come on. Go buy pizza. Come on, local businesses. 
your acts together. Thank nah, you I'm, for. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not begging. Thank you we, for we listening just, we, this yeah, week. We like doing it. It's That's fun. All, it's just fun. It's fun. But Andy, if we got paid, it'd be funner. Andy Glass loved the shout out for his Nintendo games, and then tried to correct me on how many we he had, and I said we don't do corrections because we're never wrong. That a boy. That a boy. Talk to you next week. Later. <laughs>